0: Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another Monday edition of the Mike Tomlin Press Conference. It is not a Tomlin Tuesday. The Steelers play again on Saturday this week. We will get back to a regular Tomlin Tuesday next week, thank goodness, because I really don't want to have to do this on Christmas. So, anyway, anyway, so hopefully we'll be back um, in that regard. Woo, this one was another fast and furious press conference. Lots of questions, lots of quick answers. It was go, go, go. I'll do my very best to bring to you everything that I can. And sometimes I might even have to jump ahead to explain what was said later to make sure we get things said properly. All right. But you'll see why with the big news from this press conference. As soon as we get there, Mike Tomlin comes out, says good afternoon. Talked about the previous game. Lots to say about the previous game, which was good. He didn't run from it. He didn't hide from it. He said said they got off to a fast start. That was what they were hoping to do. That's why they took the ball. Now, it didn't help them with their first possession. He didn't say that. But they, they were wanting to start fast. Then then they got another punt block, which is that they've been getting that from that unit this year, really commended them for that. But then said how things unraveled in the second quarter. S- talked about losing two safeties on back-to-back plays. And what ended up happening is that it that it really – that that it really you know felt that not having those safeties at the very end of the first half. He said that was a key moment where the Steelers had the opportunity to not have that get to them to where they could reset at halftime with what they're going to do the safety position, and they did not come through that, and it really hurt them at the end of the first half. Why did they not come through it? Coach Tomlin specifically pointed out to play that I made a big deal about as well, the Steelers not converting that third down with just under a minute left um, where Pat Fairmuth was open in the middle of the field. Later on, he was asked about who was to blame, but Fairmuth was – no, he said he wasn't placing blame, that they just didn't execute. So, with that, uh, that, the, that that was a key play that then gave them the ball back, that they instantly got right down the field, scored a touchdown at the end of the first half, really changed the game. He says, then the defense came out, got the three and out. You know, Coach Tom was basically saying some of the same stuff I was saying after the game. Oh, my goodness. Even if they don't score points on that last drive, the Steelers, and it's 13 to seven, what if they do score points in that drive? You know, Coach Tom's like, we didn't. We didn't keep the ball away from them. We didn't put up points ourselves. We gave it back. We gave up points. And it all went from there. They got the three and out to start the second half. But then they fumbled the ball away on the very first play. Right back to them. One more play, touchdown. And that really talked about how the Colts bookended halftime. Yeah, Coach KT Smith talked about this a couple weeks ago on the call sheet, on the FFSN NFL feed, which sometimes that show also up, appears on the SCN network, that the he called it the middle eight, the last four of the first half, the last, you know, the first four of the second half. This, for the for the Steelers and the Colts, this was more like the middle three. It was like the last minute of the first half and the first two minutes of the second half that they really, the tide completely turned there. So he said, so he really made a big deal out of them, bookending halftime. Um, mentioned the, the penalty component. He's like, uh, he says that, that's really, that, that's really a big deal, especially when you're leaky from a personnel standpoint. He used the term leaky a good bit, which will be interesting when we get to that, particularly talking about the defense. Okay, uh, was said about um the a problem with the Steelers schematics. He's like they're looking like it's September ball. But some of that is they have guys that are September players trying to have them do December things. Meaning when you have that attrition and you have these guys stepping into the lineup, some of which for the first time or or so rarely throughout the season that you can't expect them to do December things when they're on a September level was coach Tom went and talked a good bit about that. Um, and he said that we're not sitting on our hands um, and to, to and, and just to hope for a different outcome. That's not what they're going to do. Um, then he comes out and says, he said it one way and then I have to to put this all in context. He says, Mason Rudolph, is starting this week preparing as the as the quarterback. So everyone, you see it across social media. Mason Rudolph named the starter. Mason Rudolph named the starter. Coach Tomlin, he didn't backtrack it. He explained it more thoroughly a little bit later, which I'll go ahead and say it now. He said, just talk to Kenny Pickett. He's ahead of schedule. He's going to see what he can do this week. We are not ruling out Kenny Pickett for this week. So in other words... To start the week, Mason Rudolph's going to be out there with the ones preparing for the game. If Kenny Pickett comes along this week and is going to be able to play, then there's probably going to be a swap there. Coach Tomlin answered in the question and answer session what that would take. So we'll make sure we get to it when we get there. But yes, he said Mason Rudolph is the starter. You know, got to put a little asterisk next to it. If Kenny Pickett doesn't make it back. Okay, yeah, I was I'd be really surprised if Kenny Pickett could make it back, but boy. Uh, it, it it would be welcomed, but at the same time, Coach Tomlin said, you know, um, that um, about he deserves the shot, and that everything that he's been doing, he's not laying up everything that happened last week on the feet of Mitch Trubisky. But they just this is what they need. Um, so that obviously was was a the main part that led to so much more throughout this press conference. Uh, was because then he talked about Kenny's availability. Um, he says and and explained that Mason started the week. To see to then see what Kenny can do later on. Um, he talked about other players that could be available to them. He said Miles Garrett, and, which was really funny. But he meant Miles Jack. So it was really funny. Uh, he never acknowledged that he said Garrett um, instead of instead of Jack. Later on, when someone asked a question about Miles Jack. Um, He said, like I mentioned before with him, uh, actually, no coach, you said Miles Garrett, but uh, Miles Jack and Eric safety, Eric Rowe, who some people forget lots of NFL experience on the Steelers practice squad, that those guys getting into the mix, that's on the table. Okay. And said that the team, they've got to be good. They've got to be good in weighty moments. They haven't been good there. And that's something they can do. Um, And coach Thomas basically says, we are willing to do whatever we can do to change our trajectory right now. So this was a very encouraging press conference. If you're looking at from from a Steelers fan perspective, because how many times do we feel like, come on, you just got to do something. You got to change something. You got to get something out there. Come on, coach. And it just comes back and it just feels like it's the same old, same old from the fan perspective. They might be making a lot of changes in practice, but we don't necessarily see it. This is why this was another Fast and Furious press conference. The last Fast and Furious press conference came right after they fired Matt Canada. This is one where, once again, they're actually talking about significant change happening. Um, then he went to talk about Cincinnati. He says they're trending up. He talked about uh, Jake Browning. Uh, says he takes care of the ball. He's got a good completion percentage. Uh, talked about uh, Joe Mixon and their rookie running back. Said the rookie running back wasn't really a factor when the Steelers played him the last time, which, ironically, was the last time the Steelers won a game. But... Now he's really getting into the mix. T. Higgins wasn't there last time. He'll be in the mix this time. Coach Tomlin didn't even mention the the, the whole notion that uh, Jamar Chase might be out. We're just kind of leaving that where it is. That, In case you're curious, that topic never came up. Um, Talked about the defense. He says they're playing good situational ball. What what the Bengals are doing is what the Steelers had done for so long earlier in the season. You give up the yards. You're way down in the league. Oh, they're such a terrible defense. They're 31st in yards or whatever they are happen to be this week. But you know what they don't do? They don't give up a lot of points. They bend, don't break. They 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 rely on splash plays. He specifically talked about Mike Hilton, went on and gushed about Mike Hilton, which is good because Mike Hilton is playing very well. He deserves to be commended from his former coach. Talked about, you know, game-changing interception that he had, you know, that allowed them to stay in it and get back and win that game on Saturday. So that's kind of what the Bengals are doing now. They're doing what the Steelers did the first half of the season. you know, Give up the yards, but you get the turnovers, you get the sacks, you, you don't give up as many points. That's the Bengals' defense right now. So for a lot of people poo-pooing on, oh, oh they won't do anything against Bengals' defense, they're terrible. They are an opportunistic defense like the Steelers were earlier in the year. All right, got to flip my page now because there was so much to talk about. Um, Coach Tomlin went to answer questions, and then he realized, wait a second, I didn't do the injuries. So he's reading off a paper. He's trying to get everything figured out. Kenny Pickett, he says he'll be limited. He would he would say he would be questionable at this time for this week. So right now, Kenny Pickett is questionable. Minka Fitzpatrick is out. Later on, they asked him about it. If this season ending, he's like, I can't say anything beyond. He's out this week. Now, for those of you like, oh, no, Minka's out. Minka's missed four games this season. Steelers are actually three and one in games that that, uh, that Minka has missed. I'm not saying Minka is the reason they lose. Don't take it that way. No, no, no. I just think sometimes they how they're utilizing Minka and how they rely on him. They have to do things differently when he's not there. And honestly, it might be better for the other guys. So there's a chance that the secondary, without Minka and a week to prepare for it. Can can be a little bit more, you know, better equipped for for things. We'll just have to see um, how that goes. Also, Cam Hayward, he's in the protocol. The protocol is the protocol. Coach Tomlin doesn't even speculate about that. It's all about the protocol. Uh, Tristan Thompson, um, you know, he came out of the game for a while with a stinger. He went back in. He finished the game. But that could affect his availability um, early in the week. So they'll just see how that is. And then he mentioned Elijah Riley, who's been on IR. He says he could be available. So I'm expecting that practice window to open up where he could return Um as coach Tom was like, especially with what we're dealing with at safety, it could be good to get him back. And of course, coach Tom also mentioned the potential of Eric Rowe um, getting pulled up this week. So, there we go. There's the injuries. Then we have oh so, so, so many questions. I couldn't even get them all. They were going so fast and so furious. I tried to make sure I got all the best ones, but whew, this has already taken a while. So taking our break, stick around. Be right back with a lot of, a lot of talk about Mason Rudolph, George Pickens, uh, talking about not going for the 56-yard field goal. All that in the question and answer. We'll be right back after these messages. Alright Steelers fans let's keep rolling with the question and answer period with coach Tomlin I don't know if this is the most questions he's he's ever been asked but it was a lot but he answered he gave sometimes he went off for a while and sometimes he gave very short answers so it's all dependent um asked about Keanu Neal he says he's not available this week cuz he asked if he was out for the season potentially and then wrapped up and there was two questions in one I'll we'll have to separate this one to do the article um then he was asked about Mason Rudolph you know, what it is to to make you confident to go with him. He's like, we know him. Um, He's a competitor. You know, all those things he said about Mason Rudolph. Um, Was asked about, uh, you know, what would it take for Kenny Pickett to be able to play this week? He says, first, he's got to be cleared by the medical staff that he's safe to play. Then he has to show that not only is he cleared, he can be effective in protecting himself and, and doing the things that the Steelers will need to do. So he's got to be cleared and show that he can be effective for him to play. Um was asked more about Mason Rudolph and what he brings. He's like, um, that 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 he's uh, uh let's see what well let's see, he's tough. Um you know he's no okay, there it is. He's like he's good under pressure, uh, with and put in he's handled some tough circumstances in the past. That's kind of what he's talked about with what Rudolph brings. Um was asked about um about um Mitch. I can't remember his name. Um, how Trubisky, how, well, okay. That's the next question. Sorry. Was asked about how Mason Rudolph handled his role over the last couple of years. He says he's been professional. He's always been prepared. He's been supportive. Um, but, um, once again, um, was asked about, you know, Trubisky, uh, how he handled everything. And he said he was, he, he's not going to go into that detail, but he was, um, um, respectful and professional with everything. Then he was asked more about Rudolph again. Oh my goodness. Was asked about, is there an issue of rust? And coach Thomas is sure. He's like, that's what I was talking about when I'm saying that he hasn't had the opportunity to, to run a lot uh, with, with our things. Um, but at the same time, we're just not going to sit on our hands and and not do something because we might be worried about rust. Then he was asked coach Tomlin, if that was part of the reason why they put Rudolph in at the end of the game. He's like, sure. Yeah, that gave him a, at least a little bit of a chance to 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 shake off that rust. Um, was, you know, was basically asked about, you know, personnel, is there only so much you can do? He's like, yeah, there's, you know, there's, you can't, come on, this is me speaking. You can't bench everybody. You can't replace everybody. You just, that's not, you don't have that ability to do so During the season. So, um, yeah, there, you know, there'll be personnel changes, but there's only so many they can do. Was asked about a sense of urgency um, that that. Yes, you we feel a sense of urgency, but that doesn't always mean production, that that sense of urgency has to translate to production on the field. Um, Was asked about Pickens and his things. He's like there was he said there was some improvement, but there's still room for improvement. So then it was specifically asked about that goal line block or lack thereof. Coach Tomlin says that's an example of how it could still improve. Um, Was asked about improvements that could be made by the coaching staff. And Coach Tomlin, he basically took the weight of the whole coaching staff on itself. He's like, it starts with me. It starts with me. Um, And then they asked, what could you do better as a coach? And what does it take? He's like, you got to work hard every day. And then he had a nice little quote there that was, that was a lot of fun is he says one week you're drinking wine, the next you're squashing grapes. We've squashed a lot of grapes as of late. And it's time where I'd like to drink a little wine. Um, So I thought that was, that was uh, pretty good with the way he he put that there. Um, Was asked about um, Jake Browning's success, you know, with the backup quarterback he's been there a while but hadn't had the opportunity to play is it because of the system what is it and he's and coach Tomlin is saying you know um it's there, you get a level of preparedness when you're within a system for a while that's not always reflective of, of your playing time and as an example we talked about Gardner Minshew he's like Gardner Minshew came over with the with the coaching staff from Philadelphia he has more time and preparedness in that system than what his playing time up until we had to start playing this, this more this season showed. So that's, that's sometimes something that you get there. And, you know, honestly, Coach know, could almost even relate that to uh, Mason Rudolph to see if that's part of what they're looking at. He's been there so long. He has the preparedness. Let's see if the Steelers can get the same thing. Okay. Now I got to come back. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Then this was the question. I think I already mentioned the first half about the Pat Fairmuth um play and you know who was that on and coach Tomlin said, you know, not going to blame anyone we didn't execute it. Was asked about an offensive leadership void. He's like, um uh, maybe there maybe not even maybe. He's like, you could say that, but it's not in an overly abnormal way. So in other words, it's he's he's not coach Tomlin didn't deny that it existed, but he's he downplayed the importance of it but that's my that's my interpretation of what he said uh was asked about what some other possible player changes everything he's like that's ongoing we're figuring that out i gave you guys some uh i don't think i should lay it all out on the line right here and and he's right but they they did give plenty was asked about the offensive line and how they've kind of regressed cuz man they did not play well um Coach Tomlin said, you know, when you get one-dimensional, it kind of exposes you. He's like, but still, you've got to be better. But that's one of the things that could happen. Was asked about um, um, linebacker changes, you know, about with various guys, you know, Martinez, Jack. And he's like, um, he he says, they'll have strong considerations, is the way he, Coach Tomlin answered it. Um, Was asked about the offensive maturity issues. and you know that he's like, we have some problems that come out and everything, and some of those problems could be characterized by that. So, in other words, once again, he wasn't denying that that could be a problem. Then he was asked about the field goal, though, or the lack of field goal. Asked if there was a problem with Chris Boswell and everything else, um, or what went into that. This is this was new. This was new. Um, some people call it living in your fears. I could say this. I, I could agree with that statement. Uh, some people would say um, recognizing when you're down. I could agree with that statement. Uh, you could say per, per, protecting yourself. I could get. I could agree with prote- protecting yourself. Bottom line is, Coach Tomlin said this. He's like our defense was was leaky, and we had some issues on the back end with personnel. And he talked about he talked about guys that still had their full the regiment of special teams and we're having to step in and play full on defense. They didn't get to step out of their special teams role. So they had a lot on their plate and just what they were doing. He's saying he missing that. If they missed that field goal there, that's really putting your defense in a bad spot. My problem is coach is that is living in your fears because you assumed you would miss it. You know what? Have the confidence in your kicker to go out there and knock it through do that even though he missed an extra point maybe that came into it he didn't mention that but he said it was all about trying to not put his defense in a bad spot but you know what else put your defense in a bad spot coach not getting three points there that got him in a bad spot too um so i so i I get his reasoning i just don't agree with it um then was asked about if 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 um if he has concern with their if their confidence, if there was worrying over their lack of confidence, and Coach Tom's like, not mine. And they're like, well, what makes you so confident? He's like, I got 51 years of life, most of which have been dealing with football. So my confidence is there with everything else. Then they went back to the field goal. Okay. Um, and it was the whole issue of, well, Coach, you punted the ball and you had like a 22-yard punt to the 17. He's like, yeah, uh, expected that inside the ten. He's like, that is not the desired outcome there. So you make the decision not to go for the field goal. And then you, and then you botched for the most part, what you were trying to do in the first place. And you didn't really give your defense that position that you were going for. I mean, obviously if coach Tomlin realized that the punt was going to be fair caught at the 17 probably would have just kicked the field goal, but you got to expect more out of your punter, but. It's it, it's it's whichever way you wanted to go with it. You only have a few seconds to make that call. Uh, I don't agree with the call that was made, but we'll never know what would happen if he went the other way. Um, and that's what happens sometimes with your coaching. Sometimes you make the right call, sometimes you don't. doesn't mean you're not a good coach. doesn't mean you're not a bad coach. It's just what happens. Um, coach Tom was then asked if it's tough to change being with the Steelers for so long. And Coach Tom was like, not for me. I'm willing to change and do whatever we need to do. Um, but I, that was a good question to ask. I uh, was asked about the defensive communication uh, where Patrick Peterson said he wasn't sure who was calling stuff. Um, he's like the, the, the in-game attrition really challenged things. Coach Tomlin gave a long answer for this one. He went on about the communication. Then it's about the people you have in there communicating and everything else. Patrick Peterson really appreciated him having to slide into safety. Cause I mean, my goodness so at one point they were down to just miles Kilbrew. Um, so Peterson was playing safety and all those various attrition things, how it how it makes things difficult from a communication standpoint. And I think this is what Coach Sean was referring to when he was trying to say, hey, we can't do December, December things with September players. We we can't make it that complex when we can't get it communicated properly. I, I believe this is what he was referring to. Uh, Or at least for one example. But uh, that was a really long response that Tomlin gave there with a lot of things. Was asked about Minka if it was season ending. He said it was all he has information wise is that it is just this week. Was asked about if they believe that KZ will be available this week or if they expect some kind of discipline from the league. Coach Tom says, I will not speculate on that issue at all. It doesn't do me any good. In other words, he wants to probably protect his pocket. His wallet, I guess I should say. Um, then was asked another one about KZ, just about the hit in general. He's like, um, you know, we we tell people to, to to lower their point of contact and then the player goes diving to the ground and everything. You know, how low could KZ go without hitting him in the head is kind of what Coach Tomlin was saying without saying it. He's like, we tell the guys to lower their point of contact. You know, that's what made that a tough a tough play. That's what made it a tough play. Now a lot of people were thinking, "Oh, that's a terrible call." I'm not in that camp. I didn't. In today's NFL, I expect that call. I do. I'm not saying I agree with the rules with the call. I'm just saying that's that's the expected outcome that that I believe from it. Didn't talk about him get being ejected from the game, but he says um, it's really difficult to defend something like that. And it's it's and the thing is, is all of all of the responsibilities put on the defense. All of the responsibility is put on the defense. It doesn't matter that an offensive player is put in a very bad situation to get hurt. All of the responsibility is put on the defender to not hurt him. Think of this years ago. Sorry if I go off this a little bit, but think about this years ago. That play, the fault of that play was the quarterback. That's the quarterback getting his receiver killed getting his receiver knocked out years ago that's just what happened and quarterbacks couldn't throw that ball now the quarterbacks will can they probably still shouldn't but some of them will still throw that ball or put it into place it's not as good that puts their receiver in harm's way and now it's up to the defense to not do anything about it that's what stinks about the rules. It's a byproduct of it. Now, I'm not saying that there's a better answer, an easier answer about it. But now all of a sudden, throws at quarterbacks should never consider making because they would get their receiver badly injured. They will make those plays now because it's no longer their responsibility to not get the receiver injured. It's the defense's responsibility to not make a play and give up the play because you might injure someone if you actually go to make the play. That it's just one of those crappy circumstances you don't get them all the time, but that's kind of what happened. And i and I'm not surprised by how everything went out. All right, I'm done getting off my soapbox. I'll finish off these last couple questions. Uh, Coach Tom was asked about playoffs. You know, you know. The, now that the road is very narrow, and Coach Tom is like, you know what? Focus on this week. We got to go out and win a game on Saturday. That's the way you got to look at it now. Um, for the first time all season, the Steelers do not have their fate in their hands anymore. Their last three performances have done that. So now all you can do is go out and do what you do. You've put yourself in this situation. All you can do is not put yourself in, the, in an even worse one. Uh, was asked about um, the you know the leadership sending a message, uh, some of the, the leadership players on the team. Um, he's like, yeah, they send a message and it's heard, but it still has to translate to being on the field. You can send a message, but if it doesn't translate to your play on the field, then it then it looks you know it's being ineffective now is that bad leadership or is that or or is you know that give that deliver the message no it's the ever you've got to get it to actually translate to how you play on the field and um was asked one other thing about being prepared um in these games you know having the right preparation and coach Tomlin said you know our play has not reflected it they, they their play has not reflected proper preparation which is very true if you're going to come out and play like that you can't say that you've been highly prepared so that's everything my goodness that was a lot i'm so sorry that this went so long but this was a fast and furious crazy press conference and sorry that i went off a little bit on the whole uh kz and, and defense thing i think that's how a lot of people uh believe things to be from from around with the nfl going on um it's it's unfortunate it's just where it is right now but hey make sure you're checking out all of our podcasts it's we should have the same schedule that we did last week, um, but you know, YouTube wise and audio only wise, all that stuff's come the same. We'll still continue to bring that content at steelcurtainetwork.com. Hey, just because the Steelers are uninspiring doesn't mean that we won't have the content there for you. So if you're there and you want to take it in, we've got the podcasts, we've got the website, check it out. If you're someone that's just, you know what, I'm kind of done, then that's who you are, but we are not going anywhere. As Jeff Hartman said and has reiterated, we're not going anywhere. Make sure you check it out. And even though they frustrate us, and even though they're disappointed in everything, and even though I'm even even me, I'm ready to start looking to what is this team going to look at beyond this season? Because you know me, I'm a I'm a this season only guy until this season is done. You know, I, I'm starting to to peek ahead of what this team can do to get things right. Even with that, they're still my team. I'm still going to cheer them on. So that's why I'll still end it with go Steelers.